right, welcome back inside the cave, thecavepodcast.com. Facebook, like us inside the cave. Go on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a five-star review, and put down comments, any kind of comments, any kind of feedback you want to say, just go ahead and do it. Put put that right there on iTunes for us. Also, get the Stitcher app. You can listen to us on Stitcher coming soon, the Spreaker. Uh, We're also on TuneIn, and you can, I guess, we're everywhere. Yeah, we're going to listen to us on SoundCloud pretty soon. Uh, Yeah, I'm CB at I'm The Real CB. Got a big show for you. Next to me always is Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt on IG at Joe Dirt Sheets. I don't even know what my Twitter is because I ain't been on there in a million years. You gotta catch gotta be better too. than that. And you can uh, find me on Facebook. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. All right. What about fuckbook? Hey. <laughs> well. <laughs> sit. sit. So I can find me on that too. Hey, sitting in the said seat is said. Wow. The revolving <laughs> said seat is none other than said himself. What's going on, man? Hey, shit, what's happening? All right, Veli Vell is handling personal business. Dog is using a VR day, but we got our news, rumor, gossips, and everything else. Girl, she is here for the second show in a row. What's up, Kayla? What's up? Hey, you sounded good. You sounded good. Everything good? How you feel being part of the cave, man? Two shows in a row. You ain't quit on us yet. I'm not a quitter. That's what's up. And <laughs> hey, you didn't get fired. Oh, well. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I don't get fired. Uh, only person that will fire you on this show would be Sid. That's the only person that does that kind. Of, he's the negative one on this show. Nah, I give you a, two write-ups before I fire you. <laughs> you yes, doing it on the first job. episode. How I feel to be working for free. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you can ask everybody any goddamn question. Oh, God, you guys are something else. <laughs> yeah. I'm working for free too. How about that? Jesus Christ, you guys. Hey, we got a big show for you guys today. Uh, we're bringing back the Cave Crush. Uh, you guys saw. You guys, if you listen to the show, follow us. You guys saw it on Instagram. Instagram inside the cave. You guys saw. It. We're bringing back the Cave Crush. Uh, Baller alert. We're bringing back all that. Uh, the Cave Crush. We got beautiful ladies come coming in on the show. Uh, Recently, we interviewed uh, Dee Strawberry from Chicago. She'll be on the show pretty soon as one of our cave crush. Today, we got a big show. We got Tayomi, <laughs> the Glamazon. I still call her the Glamazon. Tayomi, Playboy Radio. You can listen to her. Tayomi Morgan, she'll be on the show on Inside the Cave. Of course, we got the Dirt Sheet. We got Big Dog's Country Rap Tune of the Week. Hey, what you just did? I'm nervous, bro. I'm nervous. Well, I'm just nervous. get up, man. You're amongst friends and family. All right. Hey. God damn. Let's get, this, let's get this show started with CB's Quote of the Week. CB's Quote of the Week. CB's Quote of the Week. I sexual relations for that one. You can fool some of the people some of the time. Most of the people most of the time. You gotta beat the man! But you can't fool all of the people all of the time. I am the greatest! Inside the cave with CB. Now, I actually was gonna give this shit to Joe, because I actually liked his uh, his dirty quote of the week, but the dirt sheet, uh, I guess I didn't get approval or whatever from... The dirt sheets. You know, the dirt sheets is just... text message telling me, man. The dirt sheet is its own entity. Yeah, I see. The dirt sheets is a big deal. I guess it's bigger than inside the cave. It is. That's like 
Rockefeller being bigger than Def Jam. Like, you know, we're the parent company. Now, all of a sudden, you think the dirt sheet hey, is bigger than... I might take my time to South Beach or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll listen to Michael Eric Dyson yeah. up there. I might put an application in there. Man, you, you take your talent to the South Side. <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 go. You think, you, you think you're ready for that? <laughs> you think Michael Eric Dyson will have you on his show? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. All right, look. Here, here's where I'm going with this. I'm glad. said. I'm so glad you're here for this one, man. Oh, I'm going to get... No, I want to get serious for this. I had a lot of ways I was gonna go for this uh, quote of the week but I tell you what uh, actually I want to say something what what Kayla tweeted I, Kayla I like following you on Twitter you know you're younger than us you're from a different generation but you, you're so funny you said something that I thought was hilarious when you tweeted it out and, and Kayla where can everybody follow you on Twitter at? Uh, pretty girl Lloyd underscore with th- hold on let me see if it's two or three L's because my last name is but you know you're hilarious on Twitter uh, you said something last week you said I don't like guys crossing their legs like me is that is that the, is that the right quote uh, yeah I don't I never under, you said it seems uncomfortable right yeah it's yeah. like how was that comfortable <laughs> to you? Yeah, and I, I don't understand how a lot of guys do it. I was going to use that as my quote of the week because I thought that was hilarious. But I want to get serious, though. Uh, I'm actually going to have this guy on the show. I said I hopefully we could be, be there for this one. Uh, social media is terrible, man. One of the reasons why we're not as successful as we should be is the fact that we're not young enough or, 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 or don't have as much time as a, on our hand to sit out and tweet and, and selfies all day like a lot, a lot of this younger generation i just can't get with it but we got to do better if we're going to do it but social media you got to take the good with the bad it's this guy i don't know if you guys saw this. it's been a new hashtag going on someone put the hashtag out meth curry for this uh young gentleman you could probably just te- uh, type in that hashtag meth curry i reached out to this young brother turns out the idiots on social media called this guy Meth Curry because of the meme of him being real sick and he looked, you can see his veins and his neck and, and he's, he's a light-skinned guy. He looks like if he was healthy, he's Steph Curry, but the idiots on social media call him Meth Curry. And uh, the reason why, and now what people don't know about him is that number one, he's a father and number two, he's a cancer survivor he survived cancer he's a young guy and he's a successful business owner and here's let me read this is this is my quote it's actually a paragraph so earlier today i was the butt of a not so funny meme meth curry directed at the outward physical appearance appearance that i displayed the fact that the meme was posted was a reminder of how distasteful and cruel people can be without background knowledge of the person in the bullseye of the target. I've struggled deeply for years with the devastating effects of cancer treatment plagued my body with. The massive destruction it took on my neck, shoulders, nose, throat, and the ability to function normal. I, though, have overcome all those things and become so much stronger than the effects of cancer treatment and proudly bear myself ravish appearance to the world with the no shame. This thing goes on and on and on. Stuart Scott died one year this month. Uh, So many people, my grandmother was a cancer survivor, and I'm going to get serious uh, just to start the show off. This is the reason why I just hate social media sometimes, because to make that joke, look, if you got a drug problem, I I can crack on you. 
Because that's a personal thing that you decide to do. We crack on one of our friends that has drug. If you're overweight, I'm overweight. A couple other people that they can, they can talk about that themselves. We crack on that. That was a personal decision. But when a demon like cancer takes over you and someone who doesn't know, I'm gonna even reach out and say HIV. That's a personal that's a personal decision if you ask me. You you made that decision. But cancer, uh, as far as I know, edu someone can educate me. I've had an auntie that died from it. I have families that, that survived from it. I actually have a best friend that survived uh, somewhat of it. To me, that is a, a battle that we have to take way more serious. And to me, what I want to say with this is, everybody who's cracking jokes on someone, and then to know after he said that he's a cancer survivor, and you still crack that joke, my grandmother's told me this when I was a baby. God don't like ugly, and he don't care too much about pretty. Karma is a motherfucker. Be careful what you say, because that shit will come back to get you. That's my quote of the week. I'm, I'm sticking up for the guy who's probably taking on the, the, the name Meth Curry because he is a cancer survivor. He's a hero to me, and I'm gonna, I am gonna can't wait to have him on the show in the next couple of weeks. Y'all tell me how y'all feel about that. No, I can't, I can't argue with nothing you said right there. Nothing, not a thing. Especially when you said that once the man speak on it and they still want to crack jokes. It's one thing if I see a person, you know, absolutely nothing, and you say something about it, but one, you know, crack a joke on them. Once they speak to you and, hey, man, this is my situation, this, that, and the third, man, you could at least apologize to me. I'm sorry. That's out of line. I'm out of line for that. Yeah. You know, accept my apology. I shouldn't have done that. But damn, you keep the joke going, it, it ain't funny no more. It ain't. Right. And, and like I said, one of the reasons why we're not as successful as we should be, we're going to hire somebody younger and keep bringing people in younger to keep our social media running and stuff. I'm not with the selfies. I'm not with trolling people and putting every single piece of my business. I got people with Facebook followers of 5,000 followers, and they tweet out or, or post something to 5,000 people who you wouldn't even have at your house. You have a, a, a personal gathering at your crib. You ain't even inviting a thousand people. Hell, you might even inviting a hundred people, but you got the nerve to yeah. post. And, 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 and you know what? And yeah. you know what? Maybe that's just not me, because you know I'm not. I'm, we got a gap. We got a gap. It's a gap between the people who doing it and, and you know or who's most notable. And for here's doing the thing, said me and, and us. It's a, it's a gap. We come from an era where it's, even if and we always had nice stuff growing up. Cars, clothes, we we did our thing, you know, still doing it. Right. And we we in my man crib right now. And not once have any of us posted like, hey, this is my crib. Come I'm I'm doing it, whatever like that. Now maybe if we were ten years younger, we would. We come from an era where you you flossing like that, they'll come get you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. you, you fuck around, they gonna find out where you went, they're gonna yeah, take what they're they gonna need. come get you. And so this era and, and, and Kayla, I want your opinion on it because you're part of this era because you're younger than us, and which is good, but you you come across as being more responsible too. Um, you tell me how you feel about this too because I just think social media is just, it's a good, we had a guest on, she talked about the, the goods of social media where you can find a job and actually make your shit work. But when you see these people just trolling and, and all this just garbage, and, and, the, and the killer part is you wouldn't even say that to that man's face. But because you I got... Mean, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, baby. You got it. No, I'm just saying. Like, I just feel like there's a good and a bad with everything. But people in my generation just don't know how to act. They're heartless and they're just mean. Yeah. That's, 
That, that's about sums it up. Yeah, plain and simple. And, and, and the, the thing of it is, that most of them of this generation was introduced to it early. Yeah. So, say you was introduced to doing all this about three years ago. At this rate, it's second nature to you. Yeah. It's like you don't know how to function without doing it. Yeah. To not do it, you are outcast. Yeah. Right. So and the, really, the people we are. And, the, and the bottom line, because like you said, the generation I was brought up in, and it's just me speaking for myself and the people I know. When you was raised, you was told to keep your mouth. They ain't nobody business. Your you keep mouth. your business to yourself. Exactly. You don't go talking shit on social media about your wife, your woman. Right. You don't right. go talking airing out family business. You shut the fuck up. Yeah. You handle everything in house. In house. Exactly. And don't nobody got need to know nothing about you and your man going through tough times yeah. and all this other and, shit. And, no, and man. Then it's like it's like this. You know, I see people and it's men and women do it. You got the nerve to post. Like I see these girls, they'll post my man crush. This is my baby. Woo, woo, woo. And you know that nigga fucking around. You know that nigga fucking around. And you know everybody around you know that nigga fucking around. And vice versa. You know your bitch ain't shit. And you got the nerve to post this shit. Like, like who? Like the dog say. Dog, one of the dogs quotes is, "Who are you trying to convince? Me it, or I, yourself?" You know what? It's it's trying to make a statement though. When they when people do stuff like that, they're trying to make it very very clear. Yeah, you know he fucking with me, or yeah, you know she fucking with me. So I don't really care what she out there doing. Just know when you see her, when you see him, that's me. Man, I think it's stupid. Like, I don't. you don't need anybody in your business. That's why relationships don't last these days in the first place. Yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Nowadays, they do everything they can to let everybody know their business. Where I'm from, you do everything you can to keep a motherfucker out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That, 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 that sums it up right there. If, any, if nobody else got nothing to say, say you know, that's a mic drop right there. That's all you got to say right there. I'm done. All right. That was CB's quote of the week, an extended version. Let's get the beautiful Tayomi Morgan coming on Inside the Cave. She's going to talk about her hustle from I mean, when I first met her, how she uh, took over Twitter with all her sex stuff and uh, became the woman she is now, even when she was uh, modeling on the, what's that? Whoa, Kayla, what's the name of that that, that TV show? With? America's Next Model. America's Next Model. There you go. Yeah, she was on there for a while. Thanks, Kayla. Oh, yeah, tell him, man. He uh, talked too I'm much. Sorry. Yeah, he talked too much. I had a little bit of CBI-ness in me. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know where to shut the fuck up. All right, we got, also got Big Dog's Country Rap Tune coming up, so we'll be, get, we'll be right back with more Inside the Cave. You're on the number the one show, Inside the Cave, on iTunes. Yo, this is Joe Dirt, the host of the Dirt Sheets, the best segment on any podcast. Stay tuned for another classic dirt sheet coming up. Matter of fact, don't even waste your time. Just fast forward to the last 10 minutes of the show and you can hear the best person on this podcast, which is me. When inside the cave. Alright, welcome back inside the cave, the cavepodcast.com. Like us on Facebook, inside the cave. Hey, Stitcher, go to Stitcher.com, get the Stitcher app, and uh, listen to your boys inside the cave. You know, hey, Joe, check this out. Uh, a few years back, we had, I was on Jay Davis' show. You can still listen to Jay's show on Spreaker on uh, Saturdays. And I uh, met this girl, and I had to see her in a couple movies that Jay did and everything. Then I turned to find out this girl was on America's Next Top Model, and she's from Chicago. You know, specifically, I think maybe Berkeley or Bellwood or something like that. I let her clear that up. But anyway, she's from the crib, okay. and uh, 
I'm like, oh yeah, I remember her. I'm like, wow, we got her on the show. But then I started following her on Twitter. This is like right around when Twitter started really popping. And I'll tell you something. One of the reasons why we are not as successful as we should be is our social media. We need to take a page out of her book. She was working. <laughs> she was working Twitter before Twitter became Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like how you supposed to work Twitter. She would always drop like sexual pictures enough to get people's attention, but she will always have a message behind it. Now Periscope is popping, and that's associated with Twitter. And she does the same thing, but more importantly than that, she is now on Inside the Cave. Good girl, man. She's working her gimmick strong. She's on Playboy Radio. Let her talk to us more about that. Welcome to Inside the Cave. The Glamazon. That's what I still call it. Tayomi. How you doing, Ma? <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, BB. Thanks for that. That was a great introduction. You gave me some, um, some retrospective on myself. Thank you. Oh, well, that's nothing. But you know what? Um, I actually left my, my notebook, so... <laughs> I really had more information to tell you, but I'm really so I really could say more about you because I had all this stuff written down. I was so amped to have you on. It's a lot of things that's been going on, uh, especially toward the end of 2015. We're in 2016, yeah, end of 2015. I just wanted I wanted to have a sexpert on just to answer those questions for me because I just it's a lot of things I'm just confused on. Let me just go straight. I'm gonna jump right into it. I'm gonna ask you this question. Um, Ice T, he said something specifically uh, later on in 2015, right around 20, right around the end of 2015. He was talking about the reasons why he is with a white woman over a, a black woman. And I was remember doing the show with Jay, and we were talking about stereotypes. And I remember being young, younger, and it was always a stereotype that white women know how to please their man orally, I'm going to try to say stay proper, than black women. Proper. Yeah, can, can you clear up that stereotype? Is there any truth to that? Where did that start? How did that even get started? What, what do you think about that? I don't think it's true. Um, I mean, bottom line, white people have always been seen as more sexually regulated, open. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we look at porn, you know, the industry specifically they made for them. And, you know, the, even the sex education spaces for our Caucasians and for our black. Black people have always been perceived as being more reserved with sexuality because of this, you know, our culture being very rooted in Catholic Church, um, even Savior, all that. And um, so sexuality really isn't embraced openly mm-hmm. or hasn't been embraced openly by black people. We right. still have a lot of women who are very um, undereducated about pleasure, how to be pleasant, how to feel pleasant. But like in the last decade or so, you see kind of the explosion of you know, a lot of black women saying, hey, there's a lady I that. I remember I had a conversation with Adina Howard about it, for Black Thought that I and she was just saying, you know, around that time, she was doing what she was doing. It was kind of part of for a black woman to say, hey, I'm a freak, I like to have sex, and I can naturally do this place with my birthright. And so, really, within the last few decades, we started to see the first black women saying, hey, let's get this stuff. And kind of turned, like, kind of turned away from that tradition stance that, you know, has been hurt for years. I mean, it's kind of deep because you got to go back to slavery and think, you know, women's used as breeders, 
safe to say that I'm not going to say this is your words but let's just say white women suck more and not better but they might just suck more they don't they're not specific as to who they might it, it, am I going out I on always felt like this white women may do more but black women know how to do it the best okay I mean that's definitely subjective but you can have that opinion you know, and the thing is, I think you see with where you were going, that it, it's safe to say that because you think about it like, <laughs> when I was growing up, you know, Catholic girls, typically like the white girls and surrounding suburbs or whatever, they were known to get low jobs, they were known to have anal sex, but if you don't put a trick with a banner, you said a version. So, you mm. know, it was, that was like a known thing. It was just like, it's acceptable in our culture. But where I grew up, you know, around predominantly black people, it was just kind of like, I heard about girls having sex or whatever, but it wasn't like everybody do. You know what I mean? It was like certain girls you can give to school with something but it wasn't like this widely accepted thing amongst all the black girls, you know? <laughs> right. So I think it's more so like, yeah, maybe it's just something that happened in their culture, how they are, mm-hmm. and they're used to doing it more. But I think that with black women, you learn how to do it, love it. Just like white women, any woman that learns how to suck dick and love it, something passionate about it. I don't think that knowing how to do it better is reserved for one ethnicity. I think it's just all about if you really enjoy doing it or not. Well, the reason why I'm asking about this is I'm noticing a trend, and uh, and mm-hmm. we actually have a, uh, one of our hosts. He's not here. I don't know why I tell everybody I got the Glamazon coming on. Like I would think everybody would be rushing to show up, but every I mean we get a lot of issues today. But um, he prefers he only wants white women now. He said he's done with uh, black women, hundred percent, and uh, he's quite convinced me that uh, that that as far it's just it's just not oral sex. It's about the whole way that difference between the way white women treat you and different between the way black women treat you uh all the way from sexually to to 
to everything else that goes on in a relationship. Um, now you're you know you're in the business, so you're around both. Who do you see celebrities or just men in general uh, flocking to? Do you see it more being to the ballers or something like that, going towards more so to uh, white women, or is it is it still do, do, do guys still like black women still? <laughs> There are a lot of men that like black women, especially white men, society men, men that are not black. And um, the black woman is society, except not the black man. Mm-hmm. And again, when you look at this, you have to go and look at history. You know, this has to be plain. Not to sound like a conspiracy theory, but it's the truth. You know, this is the plan. For the black man and the black woman not to be in, on good terms and not to procreate because there's the people integration, you know, and um, when a black man has only had the experience of being with black women who are broken, then all he's going to perceive the black woman as a whole. So, and unfortunately, a lot of women come from broken homes, we come from situations of, you know, uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, you know, maybe dad's not there, maybe, maybe mom's not there, and, uh, there hasn't been any real guidance. The last two generations of women, my generation included, like, you see that. And we know what that comes down to, you know, class, you know, class epidemic, and AIDS, HIV, and just, it, it, it's a lot. It's, it's deep. <laughs> when you look at it, you just can't look at this and say, oh, it's because black men want to be treated better. But you got to really look at the situation of how a person came up. You know, these women, these women have been through things that have caused them to be callous and think about it. You never had a man like as far as the greatest love you're supposed to ever know, which is the father. You never had that. So how are you gonna really know how to get that with me? And then if the mom is a good baby mama, and she's like, Oh, fuck all men, all men are bad, right. then we're gonna go up thinking that. So there's this mental conditioning that has happened with a certain sect of black women. Because there are black women out there that are great women, I'm one included. But if a man has only been exposed to self-esteem, so it's black, and then he meets a woman that's not black, it don't matter what color she is, yeah. a woman that's not black, but she came from a two-parent household, grew up in the start of middle, middle-class family with privilege, and she's been taught the value of family, she knows how to treat a man, then he's going to say, yeah, I'm still with that. Because he's had a woman that gives him everything that he wants to desire to be. And all the government he's ever made in his life was never able to do that. So I don't even think it has as much to do with race as people think. I think it has a lot to do with just in the truth. You know, yeah, if, if all I've known was dog-ass black dudes, and I met a white guy who treated me like a queen, I'm going for that white guy. Right. This, this is me being a black woman saying that. And guess what? A lot of these situations I've been in with black men, it has been situations that have been see my work. And I've been in situations with Caucasian men that have treated me nothing but like the queen. So if I wanted to be biased, I could say, oh, I'm not going to date black men anymore. But I know if, you know, I have a, a role to play in that as well. You know, right. if you attract a dog ass bitch, you know. Right. So I don't think. You know, I think that there are black men out there that are still going after black women. I see it all the time. Two of my, you know, one of my best friends just got married to 
a black or she's Nigerian she's black or he's Nigerian as well and hey they're happy I think that black love makes sense but there are a lot of black men who haven't consistently run into broken black women and they just they can't take it anymore and they want something different so that's why they're going to white women and it's funny because I've had conversations with white men about white women yeah. and white men would tell me ah you know yeah our women will do whatever you say and lay down for you because if they're bad you would feel they're boring they're docile and that's not interesting mm. so the same thing that black men like in white women but the white men that I've spoken to they can't stand that <laughs> and that's why they date black women so you know we're gonna have racist thing with each other you know of course but it's just interesting to see that dynamic you know well white go ahead White, white, white men like the black women, but black men can't stand in black women. Yeah. And it was just funny to me that it was like that. But you know, one thing I will say is this. One thing's for sure about when you're with a black woman. It ain't no boring day with a black woman. Something, <laughs> exactly. something, Something's going to always go on. Can you tell all our people, how did you even get started? Because you, you've been doing stuff like on um, the Ebony magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now how'd you get started? Because I remember you just, this thing to me, it, I remember it started just on Twitter, right? Yeah, well, it started out with a blog. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, most most people had already known me for modeling because I kind of built the name for myself in Chicago. Yeah. And then when I did America's Next Top Models, um, it kind of blew me up. Yeah. But I had started, I started writing for a website in Chicago called uh and it was all about like Chicago music or whatever independence and um eventually when my modeling career kind of like reached impact I was like yeah I need to do something else get in my bag kind of take my writing seriously he said I don't care what you write about just use your gift because it's a gift you know I didn't go to school for journalism or English or anything like that I didn't Fashion, so I don't have a formal degree in writing, but I'm pretty good. So I wanted to start a blog. At first, I started a fashion blog, and I thought, okay, it's boring. So I thought, what can I write about that's going to bring justice to the world? And I'll never get bored with it. And I was like, ah, sex. Now, I, I've always been that friend that people would come to for like relationship advice, sex advice, and acting. And so I was like, oh, let me do it. So, um, I went to the porn convention. <laughs> you went to the, the you say you went to the porn convention? Yes, I went to the porn convention. Is it the one in Vegas or the one in Chicago? No, in Chicago, Exotica. Okay. I went there mm-hmm. for the first time to see if I was truly comfortable with sexuality where I thought I was to be able to talk about it and sex. And I had a blast. But everybody thought I was a porn star. And I was like, uh, nah. Definitely not that. Definitely, uh, definitely, almost got recruited by a few, uh, a few production companies. I didn't know. Like, I literally did not start watching porn until I started uh, doing research about sex and you know, what the sex work is. But after I went to sex business, I was like, all right, cool, I'm comfortable with it. And I just woke up one day and started the blog. And I was nervous at first because I was like, man, people don't know about the side of me, like, it's kind of quiet. <laughs> and um, so whatever and it just like took off people 
that I do that gets the radio in Chicago, the city of like, what is it? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? <laughs> like you caught and a lot of people off guard. I call so many people off guard with this because it's all this. But that's funny. I just had a conversation with my mom last night, and I was telling her that uh, I'm doing this like speech training this year, the BDSM training, and she was like, "No offense, I just want to say this that I listen to you talking and like, where did this from? I'm not a freak. And the dad's not a freak. I'm like, well, mom, I've been a freak for a long time." <laughs> Yeah. So they caught people off guard, but like surprisingly, everybody supported me. And I remember Leon Rogers and Cody Schofield, they showed up to Exotica the first year I did it, and they interviewed me with my group and everything. They came up with the WPCI cameras and the microphone, and I was like, oh, go, y'all. Y'all are so supportive. It just took off from there. Like, I started a YouTube channel where every day I would uh, put up the best position of the week on my blog with my PhD, but I'll get to that in a second. But um, I put up the best position of the week every week on Monday, and um, I used to just like class people on Twitter, Facebook. So on Twitter, I, was, I had like a list of people I would ask every single day to ask to retweet it or share it. And like one of my biggest supporters throughout my career has been Big Ticker. Shout out to him because he's like, with no problem, he would always repeat my stuff. And so it was like this for two years where I just was going hard and stayed and fighting. And uh, eventually, I, it caught the attention of some people. Like, I started my YouTube channel maybe like a year after I started the blog, or with like within the same year, and it started getting a lot of hits. Like billions of kids, and like right now, that 65,000 subscribers is still following my YouTube. And Comedy Central reached out to me, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we love what you do." Um, I did a hug show, Tosh Point and I'm like, "Yeah, I freaking love that show." And they were like, "Would you like to be on it?" Like, yeah, sure. So um, I did Comedy Central Tosh Point I did three episodes, and they still run and they still air, and totally awesome and that kind of like catapulted me to more success and uh, when Beyonce came out with her album the last album she came out with uh, Beyonce she had that surfboard yeah. surfboard uh, thing going on people kept asking what does she mean by surfboard and I was like y'all dumb <laughs> let me show y'all how it does so I had a video <laughs> that went viral it was a world star um when Williams was on her show, like it was just on everywhere. So that kind of like pushed you to find as well. Stuff started snowballing. Um, I got, I started working with blackdoctor.org and you know, they get billions of kids a month. So that kind of helped my body get out there. And then my, one of my mentors, uh, Feminista Jones, she mentioned me in an article, one of her articles on Ebony.com. And that's how Ebony to know about me and when she quit they needed a writer and they asked me hey want the job nice. <laughs> from Chicago so every magazine big deal being black period big deal so that's how I started working with this and now here we are oh and then Playboy yeah like yeah. I kept getting kicked off a radio station in Chicago like I worked in Bitty 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 Underground they kicked they, they had a problem with the content so I had to be they kicked you off? You know what? It was like, 
not even that they were pissing me off. They were like pissing me off in a nice way because it was like, oh well, you know, they want her to use the word blah blah blah, and um, we're kind of not comfortable with that, so we're gonna have to like change the speech. And the word they accused me of using was pussy, and at the time I was not that comfortable with using that word, so I was like, I told y'all why. But I decided to step away because I can't be a part of a platform that's supposed to be giving me a voice but trying to think at the same time. So, if I have an issue, we're going to turn in my interview team for her show on Playboy Radio. And I was like, hey, how do you do that? She hooked me up, and that's how I got on Playboy Radio. Um, the show is still fairly new, and I'm still going through different developments with how I want my show to be ran, but it's every Tuesday at 5 Pacific on PlayboyRadio.com, and I also have a sound file there. I um, set up clips and the difference free because the show is behind a paywall on the, uh, on the actual website. But uh, yeah, it's just like a free history. It all started with my dad telling me, you need to take your writing serious. And uh, once I did, and I wrote about something that I loved, it just took off. But yeah, me that's... having a background already like in modeling, people out in Chicago, yeah, it helped me out, you know? So, yeah, and that's cool. And, and I got to tell you, that's what you're doing you know a lot of times you'll see a lot of people uh see somebody doing something that's trending and i'll be honest with you i can't say i've seen a lot of black females doing what you if if, if there are other ones out there and i would think us guys who look look at a lot of porn and would keep up with a lot of sex on the internet would have known others i don't i can't think of any other black sex experts uh doing what you do and especially with the amount of success uh as you're doing right now. So salute to you, especially from being from the crib and uh, moving out to L.A. Uh, any bumped anybody, uh, um, anybody uh, from the crib out there in L.A.? Well, I live in San Diego, but it's a lot of people um, out here in L.A. My girl, Shara Southeast, is out here. Um, Jay Washington, comedian Jay Washington, is out here. Uh, comedian Chris Red, he's out here. It's, it's so many Chicago people that live in L.A. They kind of keep them both so far. It's a lot different. Like L.A., California, period, is a lot different. But, and, you know, there's a lot of our land. There's, I think, somebody out here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get out there. You were, when, I, when you were in Chicago, you were you was still doing movies and stuff. You um you plan on doing anything? Still, You still trying to reach out into that? Still acting still? Yeah, I mean, I'm starting my own production company this year. So I'm going to be doing more, a little more acting with also teaching. But, um... I still just go back to Chicago when people need me. Like, I'll do little videos and stuff and artistic projects. I just did some stuff over the holiday weekend. I'm in uh, Highland Park. But yeah, you know, once my sex career is really solid and uh, everything is, is running the way that I want it to, I definitely want to get back to see pursuing acting as a sideline hobby. I say hobby because my career is as a a life coach pretty much, but just it's a field of sexuality. And you know, acting wouldn't be my bread and butter, it would just be something I would do on the side to get my mind off of sex stuff all day. <laughs> Now, now, let me ask you a question. When you send them pictures and them videos, because uh, a lot of times you were in those scenes too. Uh, On my YouTube channel? Yeah, like those well, those pictures yeah. I used to see. Um, uh, is that like softcore? Or, uh, was there any like uh, penetration? or it's was nothing. It, 
Oh, it's nothing. No. Oh, it looks all real. clothes. Like, I have clothes on all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So you didn't pull nothing to the side or nothing like that. It was just all legit, huh? It look, I mean, cause, I mean, because it looks real. Some sometimes those positions. And look, how do those guys keep from getting erection? Because I, I don't see how I could do that. Cause, I know because I, I train them. Because I train them before we go into the session. Like we sit, we talk, we relax, and they understand that it's a job. You know, this is not a situation where I'm a You know, and I always tell them you're a prop. <laughs> you're a prop. So, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait, but there's still yeah. guys though. So, so you're telling me, as I seen like when you guys are playing the doggy role, and see, I guess that job is not for everybody. But uh, you, you're playing that doggy role, and which, 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 if, if I had to imagine, would probably be a nice position with you. And you're telling me that guy, because you trained him, doesn't get an erection. Nope, and he has to say hot sauce hamburger. Basketball in his head too, right? I tell him this, you know. Joe Dirk, could you could so, you do that job? No, I couldn't. I seen plenty of the videos on YouTube. <laughs> and see, that's why I have like a very strict like chastity for that. Like I choose individuals that I feel like have the control. Well, okay. I was gonna ask you if I could put it in an application to be on the Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, what's the, <laughs> like when you do the job interview? What's the vetting process like? Like, like how do you make sure I that? Choose. I just do. I, I'm a good lead of energy, so <laughs> I will. Um, somebody popped in my Well, oh God. All right, I just I just can't see. Now when when you do 
I just, I'm just serious. I cannot see. Willpower, shit. I, I got willpower too. I will get hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, now, okay, now you've done all the positions. Do you do positions like when there might be more than just two people in the room? Do you do like examples of like threesomes or foursomes or just groups? Yeah, I did. I did like four videos. I think that I put up of three positions, but I actually want to do some and get and about That job is not for that job is not for everybody. I'm just I'm just really picturing myself. Wow. Now okay now so it's like a professional setting. You got photographers, you got cameramen. So it's more than just so no one will just come. No one could just come into that room and thinking, hey, I'm gonna, you know, try to get one off real quick or nothing like that. I'm just I know guys. It's, it's not happening, and you know I'm I'm kind of dominant, so. What I say goes, and it's my set, and you're under contract, so it's good. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah I, I forgot you're a professional. Like this. Do we have fun? Absolutely. The shoot our face, and a lot of fun, but there's clothes on the whole time. You're not going to see the cooters. Mm. You know, I don't want to see you putting your pants. Um, yeah, it's all fair. It's just like. Okay, what about, gr- now, what, now, what about girl on girl? Oh, yeah, I'm going that this year, too. Really? see that um you know i follow you on twitter i saw you just got done talking to uh the porn star sarah J. um we talked with misty stone who, who who was your um like porn adult, people in the adult entertainment world that you consider like friends sarah J, lake benton Like to those parties or anything, like hell yeah, what do you mean? Okay, like, so, okay, so like, what, 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 what is a porn star party like at, at their crib in LA? I have a dance in LA, but we do conventions and stuff in the park, and like me and Sarah. 
Even when y'all partying, even when y'all partying, even when y'all partying, y'all consider that work? It still works because they're hired to come out to the club to host the party. Yeah. So those of us that go with them, they bring us with them because they want to have fun. They don't want to be bored. So we're like, we're partying with them and we're having a good time, but it still works for that person. So we're just going to make sure they have a good time. So it's never any like live sex or anything like that going on. It's just not at the party, but like on the way there or like a stack or somewhere. It might happen like a party that Missy So had to host at uh, Red Diamond in Chicago for yeah, first. She told me about it. Um, that's when we went and we took a party bus there. But it was just crazy because like Mr. Marcus was there and you know, he had a guy named Reggie with him and Reggie yeah. was Dawson Stalker. So Jocelyn had two dudes with her, her bodyguard, and I was kind of like her third guard. It was just a crazy night, like that night. But um, Dylan Harper and uh, Dylan Harper and Ken Diamond were making out on the bus. Eventually, Missy joined, and Missy was already drunk. It was she had our cat bottom of my wet because it was her birthday. And she was going to the club to host, and two of her friends were dancing there as well. Um, it was crazy. Like, Ron Jeremy was with us, but it was just a popping ass party. At the uh, end, everybody was just super drunk. Um, that's that's like, crazy. Yeah. You, you're telling me the same story that uh, she, because when I had her on the show, she told me the same story. Like, this is the exact I was there. Yeah, that's the exact, I was there. The exact that's same story. It was the time. Now, now and this, I wound up taking her birthday cake. And making sure that she got it because they had made her a ticket at the club. And there was a fight that had broke out um, in VIP where we had to vacate. And so um, wow. I made sure she got a cake. And that cake was delicious. Now, <laughs> wow. now uh, you being around all that, has anybody ever asked you, hey, you know, you got the look, you got, you already got the knowledge. Why don't you come do a oh, scene? I with already it? told you. I told you, the first time I went to Exotica, before I even was a sex expert, they were trying to recruit. And the first year I did Exotica, everybody thought I was Naomi Banks. Yeah, And yeah. Um, it, it was funny because Naomi actually, she actually cracked it down because at first she thought I was trying to assume her identity. But then she was like, oh, wait a minute, no, she's not going to talk to the sex expert. And we became super cool after that. Me and her actually hung out last year at ABN um, at a penthouse uh, like a I've been asked to do it. I've been asked 
It's funny because I put up on Facebook yesterday that I'm popping my pornographic filming charity. Because in my teeth training, my, um, my coaches, they be born. And so as a part of the story, because I love to watch people, they told me, all right, you got to be in our family one. I'm like, cool. So I put that up on my Facebook, and this um, video, this guy who does video pizza or whatever, this is then, um, his name is Chris. And no offense, I don't, I'm not really a fan of his work, because I think it's cheap, but whatever. But uh-huh. he tagged um, Major, and was like, oh, did you see this? And I'm like, bruh, I said that I'm filming, I'm not acting. Right. And even if I was going to be acting, I would not be in the big, like, so you don't pay your girls and you just cheat. If I was going to do porn, uh, I would be doing porn with, with Sarah J. They off top. Why would I even go the amateur route? They don't make sense to me. Like, Sarah J is my friend. Like, we are all girls. We're actually working on a book together. She's coming to San Diego um, next weekend, actually, to film and for us to work on the book. So, you know, like, I talk about these people because I know them in real life and I like people, not because of what they do. It's funny because I don't even be watching they work like that. Now, if I'm bored one day, I'd be like, let me go see with Sarah and I'll go see her new things or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really like an avid watcher of porn. I'll watch it when I'm in school. It's not awesome. Okay, uh, you said you've been on a couple of porn sets. Uh, this might sound weird. What does it smell like on a porn set? Just, it just... depends because. It, I mean, I'm not in the actual room, oh, you know, okay. while they're taping. Well, one time I was, but excuse me, it smelled like pizza because the pizza was sitting right next to me, yeah. open. Um, but with stuff that I really see, I have left the room to go and eat, so I don't know what it smells like while it's going down, but I mean, the other set that I was on, the room just smelled like lotion. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. It smelled like lotion and, and sweat. That's all it smelled like. Because there is one misconception about porn stars. Porn stars are things. They have to be clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you ain't going to be smelling nothing such as body sweat and whatever smell of lubricant or lotion or baby oil or whatever. So, it don't smell like what Bernie Mac said, but does he? <laughs> Not at all. Like, if it smells like, but does he? Yeah. He shouldn't even be filming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially out in LA because they got all them laws out there now. You know, and they, they like. Oh, yeah, like, you have to use condoms now, but that's why most of the industry has moved to Las Vegas. And um, during ABN, like that whole week, even before the actual convention, people are going to be flying out there to get work done. So, like so, I said, so, I'm going so there to film. in LA, they have to, whenever you shoot a porn now, you have to use condoms? Yep, it's called Measure B. Oh, so now, so now they're shooting everything uh, in Vegas now where you don't have to use condoms. Right, that that measure does not apply to Nevada, it's only California, and so most of the industry has moved out of L.A. into Vegas, and, um, yeah, that is dumb yeah. as hell. And I'm, let me get political with it. That's dumb as hell because it's like California, their, their economy is not the best. So why would you take out one of your best, you know what I'm saying, jobs right there? Why because, would you? That's stupid. Because the voters voted for it. You know, they saw Jeez. the porn industry as a heavy contributor to HIV, which actually varies not. Actually, the homosexual community, having sex with men unprotected, doesn't really the greatest threat. And then a miseducation of um, our youth, 
That's the real problem. Well, well, let me ask you this real question though: Is is, is gay sex responsible for uh, a lot of a lot of HIV? Is that a is that true or is that just a misconception? When you look at the statistics, you can go on the CDC website, CDC.gov, look it up. The highest uh, amount of HIV cases originate in the homosexual community. Men having sex with men because anal penetration is the number one entry point into the body because, you know, the anus is very thin and it tears and that's the number one way people catch HIV is through the butt. Yeah. You know, and so, and then like intravenous, you know, drug use, sharing, you know, vaginal, oral, cord, but it's really anal sex. And so, um, you know, it's funny because I had interviewed with Marcus. Yeah. And when I met him in person, you know, I had heard all of them before. I had never really listened to it, but when I met him, I was like, this is a good dude right here. And they blackballed him, I feel bad for him. So I interviewed him for Ebony.com to get the true story from his mouth, what happened. And he told me that the reason why his case compounded at that time was because Measure B was being put out there. You know, this is during the next election. And so they used this case as like the statement for why Measure B needed to be enacted. And it worked. Hmm. So they railroaded him and they used him as a martyr <laughs> to get Measure B passed in California. Oh. And he's still blackballed in the industry. Which is wow. So, but, uh, so it's rough, know, it's rough, it's rough for Marcus to get jobs now, huh? Hmm? Is it rough for Marcus to get jobs now or do people still look at him as like. Oh, he's blackballed. You know, he's not. Like, I wanted to interview him on my show at Playboy. He's banned from the studio. He can't come up there. He can't go to the mansion if he wanted to. You know? Damn. Uh, and, but see, the exotic, people who run Exotica as well, shout out to Jay and Ava, and, you know, they, they think he's a good guy. And they're like, hey, you're welcome to any time. Um, but there are a lot of companies that won't keep it up. There's a lot of uh, girls who... You know, even like girls, there are you coming from the industry. They're like, nah, no, thank you. I don't want to shoot you. Wow. Me. So he got like the certain stain on him. <laughs> That's crazy. And um, yeah, it's bad. So he's like, these face, like these black male face in porn. Yeah. It's like, dude, that one thing that ruins the whole trip. Yeah, you know? And so you can read the story on ebony.com. It's really insightful, like, when you read it. Yeah, I heard about that because uh, one of my buddies, uh, you know, I think you know him, Deli Dell, that's one of his men. Like, I don't know if he still manage him or not, but uh, he had told, well, I, I, he didn't tell me, but I heard of it through uh, through some other people. I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. Mr. Marcus, though. Hey, uh, let me ask you this because I know uh, we kept, I kept you longer than I was supposed to. Uh, me and you got a mutual uh, friend. Well, actually, I think that's your family now, Ill Brown. Uh, I used to work with Ill back in the day. That's your that's that's yep. your that's your brother in law? That is my brother. He is married to my sister, my kids, in fact. Yeah, Ill Brown. That's my man. Tell him C B uh, said what's up. Did he tell you about it? He tell you we uh, the history on us? Oh, he sure did. He was like, Hey no, you knew my man C B I'm like, Yeah, you know, Chicago's a very small town and if you do anything the close to music, everybody's gonna know everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Brown. Yeah, he told me y'all history. I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah, Il Brown. Hey, give everybody your uh your your social media, everything where they can find you, listen to you, look at you, and everything else. I'll tell you right now. Please get that Periscope out because your Periscope is popping. I watch it every chance I get. <laughs> Your podcast is super popular because I'm broadcasting from PTA. I'm broadcasting from there. Like, you guys are going to go on and eventually with me this year. Like, we're going to be documenting all of my exploration. So, but um, I got a few places where you can find me. So, you can find me on my website, expertthiomi.com. If you want to keep up with me and, you know, updates of when I'm going to be touring and new articles and videos and things like that. You can just sign up for my newsletter there. Again, it's expertchayomi.com. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at GlamazonChayomi. And Periscope, at GlamazonChayomi. You can follow me on Instagram. It's the Glamazon because I deleted my first page. And um, you can find me on YouTube. It's YouTube.com slash GlamErotica101. And check out my sex education blog, GlamErotica101.com. But I swear to God, if you... Google Tayomi Morgan or Tayomi the Glamazon. Everything that I just mentioned will pop up in case you forget any of it. Hey, I'll tell you one better. All I gotta do is type in Tayomi and most of that shit pop yeah. up now. Yeah. You, that's how big you done got. <laughs> Hell, I could just put yeah. TY and your shit popping up now, you know. Shit. Hey, glad to, I'm you glad to have you on the show, Tayomi, man. I, I, I really Thanks look at it me. because you know what? I, like I said in the intro, it, I just remember how that thing started. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say mm-hmm. how it really started, but I mean, for me, when I remember how you started, it was just like constant picks, picks, picks on Twitter. And but then it made you want to click on it, and then all of a sudden you got a message to it. I'm like, oh shit, this is genius. You know what I'm saying? I actually learned something. I thought I was just being a freak, and I actually learned something. So. <laughs> you know what it is? Um, somebody eventually told me that I should start using my own pictures for my blog because it would be better branding. And I'm the face of my brand, so why not use myself? And I think it shocked people too because they weren't used to seeing a, black, a big black woman in positions like that where it was like, she's not doing porn, but it's still sex. So yeah, yeah. people was like, what is this free shit? You know, and right. people found themselves clicking on it. People who didn't even think they would click on something like it, and like you said, learn something. And I just learned early on that Twitter was a huge platform. It's, it's micro blogging. And yeah. I'm a blogger, so it's been my main tool that like, really got me out there. And I'm not going to lie, Twitter has given me most of my opportunities. So yeah. um, I always say I want to write a letter to Twitter. Like, they Twitter God. Yeah, they need, to, they need to verify you, too. Platform. Yeah, they need to verify you. They need you. to verify me. And yes, on top do. of that, and listen, Don't worry. everybody that's Don't listening worry. to this, coming. everybody listening to this, now you know that you can use social media for more than just flossing or fake flossing and starting fake beefs and all that. You can actually get a job. Like Tayomi did. You, Yo, you, you got real. like you got three jobs off of three or four jobs I, off of social media. I got I, all of my jobs and sexuality came from social media. Yeah. I wanna put that out there. Ebony.com, social media, blackdoctor.org, social media, the Guardian, social media, Posh YouTube, which is still social media. Right. Yeah. Inside the cave, has, social media. Yeah. yeah, don't take yeah. don't don't, don't, don't knock my shit either. Social you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is always gonna be the glamazon to me. But she is Tayomi yeah. Morgan. Uh, look, thank you for coming on. I'll talk to you pretty soon. All right? Thanks a lot, Tayomi. All right.
Thank you for having me, guys. It was a pleasure. All right, thanks. KCB. Man, let's go back to 1996. Diamonds and Rule. UGK for life. You know what it is. This week on Big Dogs Country Rap Tour. I'm looking tight. Jealous niggas looking at me and my car so shite. Wanna take my life and want to jack, but I see all through it. Never let these bitch niggas take what's my nigga, never do that. Who say he going through a thing when y'all ain't never lied? I got a baby, but his mama act like he ain't mine. Wicked women using children to live on. Wanna hurt and try to hate, cause she know the thrill is gone. Say, man, I stopped smoking with haters back in 94. But niggas thinking that a sweet gon' get them through my dope. And niggas talk a lot of shit in a safe place. I know cause he can't look me out of eye when he in my face. Now nigga listen to my pieces, see just what I mean. Nigga I ride dirty every day but still I shine so clean. Glitter and gleam ain't all what it look like. So I keep swinging out here clanging trying to live my life. All right, welcome back inside the cave. That was the beautiful Tayomi Morgan. Shout out to Big Dog for giving me that uh, country rap tune of the week. Of course, it was going to be UGK. All right, let's get into this. Gossip, rumors, reality, and all that other stuff us guys don't care too much about with Kayla. Rumors. Reality. Nigga, I don't want no bitch from reality shows. Out of touch with reality hoes out in With Kayla. Inside the cave. What you got, Kayla? So there's going to be some justice being served in the Eric Gardner case. So a New York police department sergeant has just reportedly lost her badge and gun today after departmental charges were brought against her um, under the circumstances surrounding Gardner's death. So Sergeant Kizzy Adams has been placed on modified duties after four counts of failure to supervise were brought against her during the internal investigation. So pretty much she was sitting there as Eric Gardner is saying, I can't breathe. And she didn't do anything about that. So, you know, they're considering that neglect. As far as she was concerned, you know, he didn't appear to be, or he didn't appear to have anything wrong with him. So, I did, I just disregarded it. Yeah, now, is she black or white? Not that that matters, but I just curious. Why you ask? Just curious. Yeah, yeah I think she, I mean, I'm pretty sure she's white, but I didn't look her picture <coughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, but, it's somebody, somebody needs to, somebody needs to take this. Yeah, take the ball. Roll, man. For real. Oh, my God. Well, it's kind of funny because she had just got promoted pretty a little bit before this incident happened. So she was already on departmental probation for at least 18 months. Damn. So why would you not want to, you know, even make it an attempt to make it seem like you're trying to do something when somebody is saying, I can't breathe. Right. Right. Yeah. Somebody. Whether you believe their situation or not, it's not up to you to determine whether they're able to breathe. You can't breathe for them. Uh, you know, and it's look, here's my thing with cops. You, if every is five cops pull up and all of y'all got guns, I want to meet the guy that's bad enough to take on five people. Number one, and then I want to meet the guy that's bad enough to take on five cops with guns. So I mean, seriously, did it take all that? 
I mean, right. shit, he been, why, why can somebody just, you know, just punch the man and knock him out? You know, you better than chase him. You know, it's anything. That's what I was saying before. Why I'm the cops just whooping your ass and getting it over? Jesus Christ! Out. I mean, uh, it doesn't I take all that to to take down one person. This is ridiculous. Oh God! What else you got, Katie? Go oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so oh no, I was just saying these cops are just getting lazy. They're just trying to do the easiest thing, just to get the situation over with and go home. Kill a man. I mean, that was like, strangling a man. Like, yeah. it's like, and all he was doing was selling what? Loose squares. Loose squares. Loose squares. All this stuff going on in America, and you take down a man that's selling loose squares. And I even, I even know somebody, no name, no blame, that actually went to prison for that. I mean, that's seriously. People, there's people that does. I shouldn't, talk, I shouldn't say that, Joe. No, I'm just laughing. Oh, okay. it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, I know somebody that went to prison for that, bro. Seriously, went to prison for All selling loose squares. All the stuff that's going on, you gonna arrest somebody for selling for loose squares. For selling loose squares. Let me tell you something. Somebody that's selling loose squares went to prison, and I hate to say it, Mike Vick went to the worst prison in America. How you well, know that's the worst prison in America? What's the name of that prison? Uh, Leavenworth. Leavenworth. Let me break it. So, brother, I was down federal there. Prison, I yeah. was down there. That is the word. I, not, not, I wasn't down there per se. I used to live That's why you had that gun. I rode, <laughs> I, rode, I, rode, I rode past Leavenworth. Leavenworth ask, ask the dog about Leavenworth. Yeah, that motherfucker. Prison. That motherfucker looked like a hunted house. Like a real hunted house. The worst house. federal prison. That damn thing the worst prison in the world. Sh- show America. me one that's better. Shh. First of all, I ain't. I, why are we raiding prisons like these motherfuckers' resorts or something? Hey, I tell you what, when you was a kid, I never forget you told me. You said, "Hey, I watched this documentary on jail, Joe. Man, motherfuckers in that kicking. <laughs> <laughs> that shit didn't look. Hey, that shit didn't look too bad, CB. I'm like, I'm, I started asking, like, but shit, when you going? <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> now, Leavenworth is a fucked up place, man. Yeah. Ask the dog. That's a fucked up. Dog place. been in there? <laughs> he's down what? No man get out of here Why you can't ask the dog Like he's been he, in the motherfucker He lived in that area where I, I live in We live in Chicago We live in Chicago By Cook County man, Motherfucker can't ask me Nothing about Cook, Cook County Cook County <laughs> Cook County ain't got Nothing on Leavenworth bro. Shit, Cook County Leavenworth You better need one up That motherfucker you Vic was in that motherfucker 23 hours a day For a dogs man Are you kidding me For a dog That's people The same time He went to prison For a dog there's people that killed those that, that guy was on a bachelor party, somebody killed him and they got away with I just can't believe it. This guy went to the worst prison in America, man. It's rated the worst prison in America for killing dogs. I can't uh. Hey, all right, what the worst are, prison in America for what? killing dogs or worst prison in America? Right, it's the worst prison. They got a look different prison for killing dogs. I mean, that's kind of fucked up. Look, there's multiple prisons for killing dogs, then. What else you got, Kayla? I'm sorry. So, it's <laughs> a rape victim by the name of Amber Amor has actually chosen to document live after she had got raped. So pretty much what she does is she's an activist. She goes around the world pretty much and kind of wants to expose rape culture and kind of get people from being afraid to speak up on what's happened to them so that they can bring justice to themselves because there's already a lot of shame and embarrassment around being raped, okay? So here's what happened. So she was going around pretty much on a world tour to for her, um, her kind of, um, I, the word slipped my mind, program pretty much that she has. It's called Stop Rape Educate. Okay. Um, so pretty much what she did, she was in Cape Town in South Africa and she got raped by a local. 
Now, I'm going to read to you exactly what she posted on her social media. She actually took a picture of herself while she was still in the place on the floor where she got raped at and posted this on social media. So she says, yeah. Okay, so she says it was only a few minutes ago, but but sometimes these things happen so fast, it's hard to remember all the details. I've been sick for the past two days, and today was my first day out. I went back to my old hotel, leaving a note for a friend, Nick. There was another guy there, Shakir, who was desperately trying to get with me. I kissed him once, but he seemed so drunk, so I told him it was bad timing. I already met someone. Before heading out, I went upstairs to say hi to one more friend, Clyde, from the States. Shakir followed me upstairs, and he said he was going to take a shower. He joined. He invited me to join. I said yes because the water at my current hotel was pretty cold, and after two days of being sick, I just really wanted a hot shower. As soon as I got into the bathroom, he forced me on my knees. I said stop, but he just got more violent. He lifted me up and put his penis in my vagina. I asked him to stop again, and I began to cry. When he shoved it in my ass, that's when I passed out. I woke up a few minutes later and saw him trying to creep out the door. When he saw that I was awake, uh, he just came came back to finish me off in the shower. I have all those fucked up feelings that we get after rape. Shame, disgust, fear. I'm here alone. And anyone, any DNA has been wiped away in the shower. The South African police will just roll their eyes when I walk in. Feeling sicker than ever now. Needless to say, I'm going to disappear for a little bit. So that's pretty much what she posted. And I want to know what your guys' opinion is on that. Because I personally, being a rape victim myself, I, I kind of feel some type of way about that. Um, well, you want me to go first? With so wait, you said she took a picture of herself too? She took a picture of herself. Pretty much, she like her arm was wrapped around her knees. You can't see anything. You just see her face and shit. There's tears rolling down her face. Well, so, early, uh, earlier I talked about uh, cancer, and me and Dog, we also gonna for people that might listen to this show probably think we have no no relationship with God by some of the remarks and innuendos and stuff like that we make on this show. But uh, I can speak for myself. I'm a believer. But here's the thing. Uh, we're gonna just start doing more things to talk about like cancer and, and autism and stuff like that and mental diseases in general if you're a rape the person that's doing the rape that has to be something mentally wrong right there how do you get yourself hard for penetration to, and when you know you're violently taking taking something away from somebody that doesn't want to be bothered with you you know what I mean so to me that's something mentally fucked up with you. Now I don't know if jail is the right place for that person, or or does he need to be get some mental help. But there is something wrong with a person. That that's my opinion on that. Kevin. That's a control thing. That's what rape is. Yeah. So do you feel like her going to social media immediately posting something like this was the right thing for her to do to raise awareness? If she feels that's first of all, if she feels that's best for her, if it like you know if, if talking about it or whatever like that. It's gonna gain exposure, number one. But if you feel like that's best for her, I ain't got no problem with it. Whatever you gotta do to, you know, to free yourself from that, you know, vicious uh, act, then you know, I, I, I'm with it. You know, whatever you gotta do. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't understand why she didn't go to the police. Whether she believed they would believe her or not. I you mean, said that happened. In well, Africa? you said well, that happened. Well, to in give Africa. you a little bit of a prerequisite on this story, she actually got raped in 2014, and when she called the police, there was eight men. Uh, male police officers who actually came 
to her where the rape happened. She got raped by her roommate. And they actually didn't really do anything to her, pretty much. The charges ended up getting dropped. But they just were looking for every excuse to figure out how she was lying about the story. But now, where did this happen at? I forgot. Uh, she got raped the first in 2014, I think, uh, New York. But oh. this happened, this current one that she posted happened in South Africa in Cape Town. Yeah, see, now South Africa, that's, it, it, you know, now New York, there's no excuse for that. But South Africa, they don't even, I don't even think there's a such thing as rape down there in Africa. Because, like, I mean, they just go by yeah. a different bunch of laws down there. Women, I think, are second secondary to to lions down there. You know, this is a, this, that's a you dealing with a different animal down there. That's messed so, up out there. But uh, all right, well, in, let me kind of play devil's advocate, I guess, because now, like I said, I got raped when I was 15 years old, and I was with my best friend at the time. We had just got home from church. But in this situation, she's saying that she, I don't know if you guys heard me reading the post, she was invited to take a shower with the local. Yeah. And that, she accepted. Um, okay, I understand that your shower was cold. You've been sick, and you would love a hot shower, but yeah, why would you take a shower? See, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the one to really say because I didn't want to sound, ain't you know, uh, I want to say inconsiderate, but not being compassionate about the situation. That's still an yeah, invitation to sex, but don't. That's one of those things where you gotta be smart enough not to put yourself in certain type of situations. Exactly. No matter exactly. what the situation is, whether it's rape or anything else. He invited her to take a shower. Why can't you say, I can wait till you get done? Exactly. So you okay. get done, I can go do what I do, and you can lock like, the door behind yourself or what have you. But you know, exactly. when you're taking a shower with another man, I never been in a shower with a woman just for fun. And again, that that doesn't get that's not an automatic signature for sex. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you you ain't give me the green light, I don't get the green light. Right. But just that's when you just as an individual, as a person, you gotta be smart about taking care of yourself and you already said the guy was was liking you. Yeah. You told him no. You kind of did. How, how well did she even know him? You don't. That's, right. I don't yeah, know. That's, I just, that's just things to me that would be second nature that you just you don't do your show. What are you taking a shower with, with? Which is virtually kind of sort of a stranger to a degree. Right. Right. And you know, and I I'm not trying to make it seem like it's right in any way, shape, or form because it's not at all. But you just you gotta know. And as a woman. Something kind of tells you within yourself that something is not right. Yeah. Always. And it just and it always happens. So if you can't feel that within yourself, you need to get more in tune with yourself because you're always going to be able to know when danger is around you or not. So she, I don't really think she was paying attention to herself that night or whatever the case may be. But she, I really personally feel like that situation could have been avoided had she just kindly decline. Yeah. Like why who who takes a shower with a person that they don't know? Well, Especially and a person that they don't that they have no plans country. on being intimate with. You know, you just you don't you don't allow yourself to be nude in a tight quarter with a person like that. That's true. You know, just whether you guys are playing games or whatever, you as a person as a woman, I got a daughter. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I'm not. What the fuck her. are you doing? Yeah. Now, but uh is you think do you think she's still hurt from the from her first time being raped when you said she was in New York? You think you think that it would have mattered? I don't you know what? I don't even think that was her first time because I I read that she has had multiple run-ins with sexual assault. So I think the first time happened when in, she was twelve or something uh, like that. Okay, let me let me let me let me be devil's advocate and I hope this doesn't sound if it does I'm gonna edit it. I'm gonna edit it out if it sounds bad. Uh, I've been robbed 
once. And every, the, for, ever since, now granted I was older, once I was robbed, I made sure that that was never going to happen again. How many times, and, and Kayla, let me know if, if this sounds real inconsiderate or cruel. How many times can somebody be raped like, like or, or sexually assaulted? Like, uh, you don't. That, that's hard. Is, is, it, is that the same comparison or no? no if it is, it it's not the same. I, I wouldn't okay. say, right. yeah, no. It's not right, the same comparison. Me personally, I consider, I can honestly say I was in a position for years after it happened, I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I was going to make sure that somebody got it before they took it. So if I ever felt like I was in that situation, I made sure I wasn't getting raped. Um, I mean, you know, being older, some may consider that still kind of be raped, but it's not to me mm. because I, I just didn't want to go through that that psychological aspect of somebody took it from me again, you know? Yeah. But I, I also try to keep myself away from those situations. If I felt really, really uncomfortable, I wasn't staying where I was at, period. I wouldn't go anywhere by myself. And especially, like I said, she was in Africa. Yeah, especially that one. Yeah. And they, like, just, you know, they say woman's intuition. Like, the minute, I don't know, and, and I don't know how old she is, but the minute a man say, Hey, you want to take a shower? And he implied you want to take it with me? You should be thinking this motherfucker on some bullshit. Right. Cause any man who worked they saw be like, hey, you can use my shower if you would like. Yeah. You can go ahead and take a shower. I can wait till you done, or I can go first, and then you can go ahead and take your shower. That's what any decent person. Hey, you want to take a shower with me? I never invited a woman into a shower and had something on my mind. And right, again, right. I hope I don't sound like an asshole because that doesn't mean any nobody deserves to have something taken from them right, on any right, level. Right. But right, I, I just right. can't understand as to a woman. And then if this is not her first time, I guess I, I would think she would be more cognizant of her surroundings, the positions and the situations she placed herself in. And, and then, like you said, and be more guarded of herself. And then, like you said, I think you almost kind of agreed with me you know like I said I've been robbed once so I kind of avoided the situation uh, avoided look for certain things and you said the same thing there's certain things that you just do different so I mean it, it's kind of hard to hear someone like nah man I'm gonna stay out of it I'm gonna stay it's, it's almost no, it's no right words to use what yeah. is it so it's such a if you say the wrong thing you're an asshole and you're being inconsiderate yeah. to rape victims and you're a jerk but if you say the right thing, it's no right thing to say. It's, it's almost no right, right thing, thing to say. Okay, I, think, I think it kind of warped uh, females' minds. I know uh, a rape victim. Yeah. And uh, she told me what she went through and like being paranoid and right, things. Right. And it happened to her more than once. Okay. Well, let me ask you so, this. If, if this story was about a female and she's saying that every basketball player she meets with rapes her, would we believe her? Not not to make a joke, but seriously, if she said, "Yeah, I've dealt with every every basketball player I've dealt with, she's always I've always been raped by, and I've always settled with him out of court or whatever." You know what I right. mean? Yeah, I understand uh, what you mean. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I like, I, I just I just think. Uh, do you know how old she is? Uh, 27. Yeah, I, that's like, not that much. Terribly much. And here's the thing with me, Kayla. This is the thing I need people to understand. Rape is the most serious crime out there to me. You know what I mean? Because like you said, you're taking something from somebody. So my question is this. Why do people rape someone? Why would you do that to someone? And then why would the females who... 
play around with it and, and use it as a game. Why would you joke around with that? If someone exactly. didn't rape you, why would you even make that claim? That's, that's, you know, that's, 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 that's I don't claim. think those women who do that, I really don't think they understand the severity right. of mm-hmm. what somebody's going to go through once you put that, you know, allegation on them. On both sides, the, yeah. the woman and yeah, the man. They got no connection to it, so to them it's just a game. And I think, like, exactly. I, like I said last episode, the, the, these lawyers have gotten too smart. I think you should take the money factor out of it, and then let's see how, like, who's all claiming rape now. You know what I mean? I don't think that should be able to. You should be able to do that first. I mean, if somebody raped you, the first thing that should happen is you should have to take them to, uh, you know, press criminal charges yeah. against them. Because in no should. way, shape, or form should you be able to go after money right away. And, I mean, what? what? And, 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 and if someone seriously raped you, you should want to charge them criminally. You shouldn't exactly. even. The money should be the last thing you should be worried about. I, the way I feel is someone assaulted me. The last thing I'm thinking about is money. I want you to be. Assaulted right back. Right. You know I want what you out the street, so number one, yeah. it don't happen to yeah. somebody else. So to take the money factor, I know I threw a loophole in that, and I don't want to take uh, some seriousness yeah. out of that. Hey, go ahead, Kayla. What else you got? Okay. Uh, let me get back to my notes. So on a lighter note, Fifty Cent is asking now for a reduction in his settlement ruling. So pretty much, uh, after the judge ordered him to pay $7 million to Rick Ross's baby mama for a sex tape that went public, he's actually now asking for the settlement to be reduced to $1.6 million or less on the basis of because he filed bankruptcy. Mm. Uh, Who didn't see this one coming? Uh, this slick ass mother. Well, ain't really slick. That's the way. That's the way the cars is. You can play the cars when they dealt a certain way. Mm-hmm. I love Fifty Man. Yeah. I tell you, that's now that's the kind of boss I would love to have. Off the subject, do y'all see what he posted uh, about Amari Hardwick? No, uh, man. I, don't, I, don't, I don't follow Fifty like the other one when I see pop up here. He, uh, Kayla, did you see what he said about to, to Amari Hardwick? What is that? No, I don't even know who Amari Hardwick is. He plays. Go- he, he plays Ghost on Power. And, oh no! What did he say? Yeah, he, he he told. I guess today's his birthday or something like that. Basically, he told him, you know, uh, when I when I promised you this job, I didn't know that you would not get the credit you get for being such a hardworking actor as you deserve. I didn't know you were gonna get the nigga status. Power is one of the best shows. It's better than most shows on any network, and all you getting is the nigga status. He, I guess Omari ain't got uh been uh Cancel nominated for award or nothing. For his role, either. Or, yeah, he did do that role pretty well. Yeah, and Tommy too. Neither that yeah, show, Tommy. Yeah, but that show yeah. Power. I, I don't know. Tommy. Tommy like, okay. Nah, Tommy okay. Bro. Tommy almost looked like it. Look, Tommy almost looked like he gay or something. Oh, <laughs> well, ain't nothing wrong with that. But careful. But I don't. I don't really care for Tommy. The, the, the guy who act. He over. He almost overact. I don't know, man. That dude. Ghost. I give him Ghost his credit. Ghost. Them. Oh my, do good. Tommy. I, yeah, you can find a hundred motherfuckers play that role. I don't know, man. I want to say that he necessarily. Okay. Maybe it's the makeup they over makeup him. He always got these crazy looks on his face. I guess that's part of his role, but yeah, they look like play, overacting to me. He played that role good. He but doing too much. I, I say that to get back to Kayla's point is, Fifty knows how. I t- we talked to Tayomi earlier, and she I always said she knows how to work the social media. I say the same thing about Fifty. Fifty knows how to work social media better than anybody. Yeah, 50 he, crazy he, he go how to get his point across, uh-huh. and shit. He probably he probably fuck around, get what he want. Yeah, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you this much: I'm not no name, no blame. If there's a white guy playing that game, he be 
marked as brilliant. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, They've they been playing these little loophole games. Yeah, and uh-huh. I can do this. Yeah. How many times Trump did file for bankruptcy? All now right. he on the edge of being a president. Exactly. You, right. mean, you mean you can't balance your budget, but you're going to balance this world? I mean, balance America? Come yeah. on. You've been bankrupt three and, or four times? And then the man tell, then the man tell you. He said, yeah, it was a loophole in the system. I took advantage of it. He, Trump said the shit yeah. on the campaign. This on fact. You can yeah, look at it. Yeah, going to get the businesses ah. that fall under. He just found back. Yeah, that's all he got to do. Shift the little money around somewhere. Yeah. Hey, take this, hide this, put this stuff, ship this over there. I ain't got no money, man. What the fuck you want me to do? Well, yeah. since one day I hope to be as rich as 50, I hope 50 gets exactly what he gets so I can be able to do the same damn thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, what else you got, Caleb? All right, so Fetty Wap has gracefully oh, denied, he de- actually gracefully denied being the father of Masika's unborn child. Who is that? So, Masika from Love and Hip Hop. The whole, uh, The jump off. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, she's just a professional jump off. So, um, she went on the Shade Room to do an interview and pretty much they asked him, you know, how he met Masika and, and pretty what's going on with him and the baby and everything. He said he met her at a party and his manager pretty much told him to get on that. Mm. So, based off of his manager's decision, he went and talked to that, and now he's in this big old pickle. So, he said he would have fans following him and send him direct messages and different pictures of her being with all these athletes and musicians and all these different people, pretty much insinuating that he's not the father. How how could he be when she's sleeping with all these different people? Mm. So, he said she is very good at what she's doing. She had a plan, and she knows exactly how to execute it. She got this little young silly ass. Now, 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 Fetty Wap is the, what is it, Fetty Wap? Fetty Wap? Fetty Wap, Fetty Wap, 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 Wap motherfucker. Okay, now, Fetty Wap, he's the guy with one eye, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. She had the baby yet? Nah, she's six months right now. Six, okay. seven months. Well, he ain't got nothing to worry about till she pop it out and they ain't gonna get a DNA test. No. Right. I, you know, these girls these days, I swear, anything to get a check. Yeah, shit. They, yeah, man, they, just, they trapped that motherfucker. Man, ain't too many motherfuckers out here turning down no pussy. <laughs> what I don't understand, <laughs> what I don't understand is why you, you nine times out of ten, yes, condoms ain't hundred percent perfect. But nine times out of ten, you gonna get your end result, not catching an STD or not getting the person pregnant. Yeah. So why is you out here yeah. first scraping this thing wrong? But you exactly. know what? You know what said? And he admitted that too. He admitted it. She asked him, you know, so did you have unprotected sex with her? He said, Well, I mean, I don't have no reason to lie. Said, let me ask Why? You, let me ask you a question, said and joke. Cause this, now, Kayla, you was uh, I think probably five years old when this happened. But me, and, me, me, no, nah, real talk. Me, 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 said and Joe, we were like twelve. Uh, what do you think of after the Bulls won their first championship? Mm-hmm. What do you think of? What's what? What's the first moment you think of at the '92 season, the beginning of the '92 season when the Bulls were going for the repeat, right before, right before the dream team was assembled? What moment happened in NBA history? Magic. Magic Johnson. That right there, and for the record, we were all 12 years old. None of us was fucking yet. Sid, I think you did tell me you got your first piece of pussy when you was in first grade. But that, <laughs> That's I, a jealous G-ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. I know we was all lying on our dick by then. No but, name, no blame, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think for us... Because that magic story was so much, and we remembered. I know I remembered. Like that yeah. was the saddest moment for me at twelve years old to see that. Like I think condoms and shit was a real big deal for our generation 
more so because no one in this generation has seen like Lil Wayne come out with it. and then like HIV ain't what it was in the 90s now like that was, a people, death, that was a death that was a death shit, shit yeah, in the 90s yeah like easy croak from that like yeah. people like, people didn't come back from it now you know I see on podcast people talking about sex with herpes and sex with H- HIV and they say 90% of the population got herpes god and don't and don't know it because your the immune system constantly fighting. Oh. All of a sudden, ninety percent of the population got either or just say you don't. Know. So it's, it's almost it's almost to the point. It's common, common now. So yeah. like STDs and HIV is not what it used to be when we were coming up. Because a lot we like condom was a big deal for yeah, us. Yeah. You see the habit of magic. You like man, I ain't for that. You know, like, <laughs> man, right, just, real. We didn't know how magic. Yeah, got everything. That. I mean, look at all the commercials used to come out about condoms yeah. on MTV and everything. Yeah, condoms and wrap it up. And that was even before that. You know, HIV, especially for our age. I don't know what our parents probably knew, but HIV, AIDS, and shit like that. You yeah, you heard AIDS. What the fuck is HIV? Yeah. Right. You hear that about magic now? All of a sudden, it's like what the that, fuck? That, that makes big deal. I remember watching that All Star game and and and, yeah. thinking, and I remember everybody thought they two or three years it. he gone. Yep. We never see magic mm-hmm. again. Thought they get it from him sweating. Yeah, that was a big oh, deal, yeah. real big deal. You know, yeah. Carmelo threw a damn fit yeah. about that. Hell yeah, man! I got a conspiracy theory. No, but I'm gonna talk. No, about no I don't want to hear that. Yeah, shit. I'm gonna yeah. talk about that. Yeah, man, I gotta go, man. They say talk to you later, Kayla. I gotta go. I just what else you got? What else you got, Kayla? Alright, so Future and Sierra. Okay. So good. you guys know Future good, yeah. actually took to Twitter and he <clears throat> pretty much called his baby mama as a bitch, you know. Now has anybody in this room ever called their baby mama a bitch? I just was just curious. I did recently. <laughs> <laughs> no name, no blame. <laughs> no, go ahead, Kayla. I think, you know, everybody's getting their panties in a bunch because Future went on Twitter calling Sierra a bitch. Yeah, but, I thought baby but he's upset that he hasn't seen baby Future. He's saying that Sierra is asking for $15,000 a month just for child support. Mm. So, first of all, anybody who knows anybody with baby mama, baby daddy drama, the baby mama's usually getting called a bitch, whether yeah. he's posted on social media or not. Yeah. This is not the first time somebody has called their baby mama a bitch. Yeah. Um, People are also saying, well, why would he put it on social media? The baby's going to be able to see it when he gets older. And when he gets older, he'll probably understand that there was some drama going on between mama and daddy. And daddy was mad. And don't forget, he probably going to say it in front of him, too. He's probably going to say something in the bars about what he goes through. Like, so... You can't you can't be mad at somebody whose life is already in the spotlight for him to say some shit about his life in the spotlight. Mm. Well, first off, what don't this generation put on social media in the damn way? <laughs> yeah. So what are they exactly. getting mad for? Yeah. The same reason they got mad at Aisha Curry for saying she wants to wear clothes and save her body for her. Yeah. 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 That was t- that was stupid. All right. Why, like, why do you care? Uh, I mean, he already well, said he put a famous bitch in rotation. I mean, what more? <laughs> So that actually brings me to the question of the day that I had. Okay. So with Sierra asking Future for $15,000 in child support a month, do you guys feel like men should receive receipts on where their child support money goes? Oh, we need Big Dog and D on this show for this one. Oh, that, you know what? Let me speak for the dog and D. Oh, dog is going to hate he missed this one. I'm tired of hearing you speak, man. What you think, Joe? You just you gonna ask this time? You gonna ask? <laughs> I forgot what state it was, but I sent a uh, picture of it to the cave, and they had like a um, 
what do you call it? Um, like a debit card, a baby yeah, mama debit, yeah, card. debit card. <laughs> That's what they should use. Oh, I mean, that way everything get tracked. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't be able to the money going. Because it, it, I mean, it's not cheap and not easy, you know, taking care of and paying You're for You're taking a child. care of three kids right now. Do, yeah. you, do, you, do you need $15,000 a month for three kids? Even if I did, ain't a motherfucker going to give it to me. I know, but I, I'm I saying, can't. but do you need, you know what you do for your kids right yeah. now, and you give your kids the best as well as all yeah. the, the rest of us do. Do you need $15,000 a month for one, one of your kids? No. no. Do you need it, honestly? No. Okay. There it is right there. So why does someone who's a celebrity, because this guy makes so much money, why does that kid need fifteen thousand dollars? Now if so you, if, she can be so that they can be able to maintain the lifestyle that they're she currently should, living. She should have stayed with him. She yeah, should have exactly. stayed with him. He but here's my thing. Here's my thing. Sierra ain't broke. Exactly. Like even if she even if she's not doing the music like she used to do, that girl is beyond beautiful. Do you know how many modeling contracts she has and endorsements she has? Yeah, and see that, that's once again taking advantage of the loopholes in the system. Yeah. If it's if it's directly for the kids, all that should be itemized. What does he need for school? Clothing. Even if he wants to wear the best of the best, fifty it don't take fifteen thousand dollars a month. It sure, no. And no wrong with baby guy. So that th- that is taking advantage of the system, and that is for that woman. Now, if she wanted that lifestyle, she even if it was an abusive relationship, whatever, she you have to stay with that man. That's the way you should be. You don't just get you don't get all of that just because you decide you want to have a baby with somebody and then leave. Think you think you deserve all that? That's 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 not the way hey, this world goes. If I was future, I'd be like, look here. You take, tell um, Russell he's taking pictures with my baby. You take care of him. You do some shit for him too. And then she, then Russell making more money than all of them. Russell yeah. just saying how much, what kind of. Now, money? I don't know the law, but if they get married, do we still got to pay child support? I don't know. Yeah, because that's his child. They yeah. ain't got nothing to do with exactly. them. Exactly. But he's assuming that nah, unless, unless, he, unless he adopt them on paper. And I don't even uh-huh. know the fact of the law on that. He, that's his child. You need to support your child. That's you got to take care of your child. That is but crazy. 15, you know, Diddy was paying 30 something. And I, I, that's they just, fucking ridiculous. They just want to go off the money. That's off crazy, the money, man. man. We call this child support, not child. And then, and then on top of that, the man is still involved. Diddy was still involved with his kids. So why is he paying his woman $30,000 a month and he's still taking the kid, taking care of the kids? Well, you said it's a loophole. 50 winning and these chicks winning too? I know one thing, boy. Motherfucker tell me 15000 Shit, bitch, I spent 10 to make it vanish. <laughs> I saved five. You understand know what I'm saying? Right, let me ask you this: Do you want me to edit that out? Or you want me to keep That's that? my frugal tip of the day. <laughs> right. You want to get out and pay a child support? Fifteen. All right, man. Future. Hey, look, I'm, I'm just doing you a favor. Don't repeat that. Free bands. Right. Free bands. Hey, I'm gonna I'm stop working. Oh. I go find me a job where I get paid under the table, cash. Oh. <laughs> That's all you're doing now. Shit. Oh man. Walking out with duffel bags. Man, they only paid me five hundred to do this tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kayla, how you feel about that? Do you, do you think that? Do you think any situation uh, uh, a mother deserves that a, a portion of the baby father's salary that that's way more than the kids uh, kids means? If I said that, if you understood what I said. Um, I don't think I understood your question. Basically, she he try, I guess he's trying to say is should the woman. Basically, should she be getting more than what she actually really needs to take care of the no. child? I don't think so. I think that's just a way for the women to be able to be taken care of as well as their baby being taken care of. 
Yeah. And I think that's. Yeah. I think it's kind of selfish. I mean, if you're getting child support, child support is for children. Yeah. Ooh. So, why are you taking the child support to go get your hair done? Or to get your nails that granted, okay, I understand you getting the amount of money to and you're paying bills with it. That's fine. That makes sense as well. But you don't need to be having enough money for you to go shopping and get the latest fashions right. and I, the newest weave. Like, all you gotta I don't do, agree with that. Yeah. All you gotta do is call the school. He can pay tuition over the phone. Can, exactly. He, and if you need a car, I understand that. You need a car to take him to school. Boom, he gets it. Still ain't fit. Everything that you need does not equal up to 15 G's a month. I don't care how much yeah. that man makes. And what killed me is the nanny. So I'm paying all this money for him to be taking care of you. Ain't money. You need a motherfucker to take care of him? <laughs> what you doing all day? That is crazy, man. That's ain't nothing but a way to be petty, man. Be petty and get back. See, yeah, yeah. spend this money and, on that bitch. And, and, and I think a lot of it fall on the uh, system, too, system. because of the judge. Just like uh, Lance Briggs was going through that. And he was giving his baby mama $1,000 a week, and she tried to take him to court for uh, more than that. No. The judge was like, no, you don't need more than no, that. No. What does a child need more? $1,000 a week. That's four grand a month. You can take care of a child on that. For real. And you know the, re now, the reason why the system is like it is, because for years and for centuries, men have been getting over on the system. I got an uncle. Well, I, I had an uncle. He died. <clears throat> this guy, uh, you know what? Let me leave. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 right. But then a lot. Then again, you know, a lot of women wasn't even pursuing right, right. their baby, uh, daddy, or whatever. But yeah, yeah a lot of, also a lot of times dudes was just doing what they knew they needed to do. They ain't really need exactly. Work. Yeah, they was kicking it. It's the work. ones who wasn't doing it. But you know, child support is a good thing. I mean, in its own way. But when you, like you said, it's just to be an excess. Yeah, when you exploit it, man, it is, that's ridiculous, man. Right. That, that was a great question of the day. I like that, Kayla. All right, now it's time for one of our favorite parts of the show. Tell me something, Joe. America will finally have someone to look up to. His name is Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt in the building. With the best segment on the K Podcast. Tell him something, Joe! When inside the Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go with the dirt sheets. We got a uh, good one this week. We um, got this story, you know, that I ran across on the internet. As I always say, I'm always on the internet because everything I read on there is real. Uh, check out the headline here. A couple gets engaged at Walmart. <laughs> then they steal sex toys. Wait. That's the headline. Walmart has sex toys? That was the headline, but okay. check out the story. All right. Yeah, they got guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they the <laughs> a man proposed to his girlfriend at Walmart by having a customer service worker read a note over the public address system. Sounds very romantic, right? Yeah, that afterwards, boy. that evening, that same couple couple went to the mall and stole some sex toys from Spencer's, the novelty shop. All right, the police caught up with the woman first, and she said she had nothing to do with it. Like, but look, I ain't gonna uh, snitch out my fiance. I mean, why would she? Right. You know, he did propose her at Walmart. Right. right. Walmart. Right. Okay, the police found the guy later. He was sleeping in the mall at the food court. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Apparently, he fell asleep at the table while he was tying his shoes. So he, was... <laughs> <laughs> so he must have been on something. 
All right, after they woke him up and they searched him, they found a wristwatch, an edible thong, <laughs> a sex toy, some panties, and some sex candy. All that he stole, said that he stole for his fiance, valued at $80.93. Mm. So that's how much she worth. $80. We gonna add all this up and see how much his fiance <laughs> worked for. <laughs> said he stole everything for his fiance, who he just proposed to at Walmart. Right, Walmart. There Walmart. There goes that name again. Here you go. Uh, and he purchased her engagement ring for twenty nine dollars and sixty two cent from at, Walmart. At Walmart, okay. <laughs> Bubblegum machine. You twenty nine dollars for about thirty bucks for an engagement Shit, ring. Man. So he spent about a hundred and ten dollars. Not spent. He spent thirty. Shit, what kind and of ring was that? For about Cubic zirconia costs more than that. <laughs> Damn. They made a fool out of me. Shit. Yeah, after the police got him back, both of them died to the police station. They interviewed uh, the woman who ended up snitching on her fiance, who proposed to her at Walmart. Walmart. After buying her a $30 engagement ring, they wound up uh, putting both of them in there. She bonded out. And he uh, got out even though he was on probation. Hmm. So, the moral of the story <laughs> is. To all you guys out there, if you spend $30 on an engagement ring from Walmart, Walmart. and then propose to your girl at Walmart, Walmart, you will go to jail later in the day from stealing sex toys at Spencer's. <laughs> all of this will happen to you if you decide to get engaged at Walmart. Walmart. You know what, Joe? I watch the news all day. I tell you, I watch CNN, Fox News. You already know my gimmick with Fox News. And I never hear these stories, man. That's for good reason. <laughs> FoxNews.com, CNN.com. Where do you find this stuff at, man? I told you, man, you got to believe what you read. <laughs> man, he going into the back alleys of the internet. Man. <laughs> the deep dark corners of the internet. Hey, he going to the part of the internet. They getting ready to shut down. <laughs> find this stuff at, man. I hear this. I'm on the news all day. I never hear these stories. He getting that shit from the sites to get your computer virus. <laughs> Oh man. oh man, check this out. We got a new mixtape out this week. Okay. You know what I'm saying? In uh, honor of D's head, bang, international D's head, banger uh, ball volume one. Stop this, man. Hey, we got his brother. You know what I'm saying? His brother on his tour too. I, I bumped into him when I was uh, at the uh, concert. Ooh. Trigger Trey. <laughs> oh shit, they gonna headbutt you together. <laughs> Trigger Trey with his first mixtape called Confessions of a Crackhead. You know, we were doing, we were being real positive. What, what's the title? What's the title of his uh, first song? Let us smoke. <laughs> hey, you, you, you right there. The first song is called Smoke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh God! You know, I heard some of the lyrics and everything, and I'm like, man, this dude, he, he on point with the lyrics. He, he off the chain. Let me he guess. might be rivaling an international D. Check you this know, out right give here. Us a sample of it. Right? Yeah, I got a sample of some of the lyrics. I got a couple songs. Now, Smoke. You know, uh, some of the lyrics go, I hold the crack like the dope man holds the sack. Smoking skills, I'm all that. I dress up like superheroes and do kids shows. No, little girl, this is cocaine on my nose. Like, That's off the chain. I mean, I ain't never heard nothing like that. I mean, like Nas who? You know what I'm saying? Joe, you gotta it's, no, it's, red, huh? it's white. It's white. Joe, you gotta stop this shit. <laughs> Don't look, girl. There's cocaine on my nose. I'm telling you, man. The boy, the boy, on point with the lyrics. Then he had another song called Overdose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about it's about right. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, shared some of the lyrics with me. He say, smoke so much, 
I'm about to overdose, excuse me, while I go into a self-induced comatose. <laughs> <laughs> lyrics dope as hell, you know what I'm yeah, saying? lyrics dope, dope as hell. Dope as hell, you know? <laughs> you know, So I asked him, I'm like, man, you know, these comatose are sharing with me off the chain. What's your motivation for the song? He told me, it's like, it's simple. You put the crack on the weed, roll that shit, light that shit, smoke it. I don't know what it means, nor do I want to know what it means. Crack on the weed, oh. But that, that's him. Trigger Trey. He on the Headbangers Ball Tour. You can catch his mixtape on the mixtape app. He the opening act. Yeah, he the opening act. Let me ask you a question, Joe. Yeah. Now, you've taken shots at everybody on this show. I'm taking shots at anybody. You what are you take, talking about? You have I, taken, I, I have with sponsors, all right. mixtapes. You have taken shots, basically taking shots at everybody on the show. Now, we have a new addition to the show. A new oh, asset boy. on the show. Uh, is you going to take a cheap shot at her, too? Who's that? <laughs> you talking about Kayla, the first lady? The first lady of the game? No. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I wouldn't believe it if I was you, Kayla. He's taking trust, a shot. Trust me, you going to have a sponsor for too long. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. This guy here, God, Joe Dirt Dirt. Hey, go get Trigger Trey's Confessions of a Crackhead mixtape. We might have some album artwork on the uh, Inside the Cave IG, so. Hey, you know what? Thanks again, Joe, for that. Um, <laughs> you, you sure you want to thank him for that? God damn it. We had a great show. Uh, I want to say we started it out real good. Uh, insightful show. All right. Uh, what, what, what do you guys well, think? The show always starts out good, but it just quickly goes to hell. Thanks to this man. But, <laughs> yeah, in a matter of uh, segments. So. I, I got to say, but other than the dirt sheet, wasn't today's show pretty insightful? I think we had some intelligent conversations. Other than the dirt sheet. You know what? Other than your sponsor, the dirt sheet was pretty insightful. Well, <laughs> you got a problem with Trigger Trey? Yeah, you, you make it seem like you don't like Trey. Yeah. <laughs> you you, do you not like Trey? Do you not like cocaine? <laughs> do you not like dope fiends? Right. What's your problem? I mean, superheroes? He dress up like Shit. a superhero. I mean, <laughs> Goddamn. Oh, man. Watch your back, Kayla. It's coming soon. I got a feeling. It's coming soon. <laughs> okay. All right. That was Inside the Cave this week. Hey, like once again, like us on Facebook, Inside the Cave, Stitcher.com. Hey, uh, let me say this. Seth, thank you, man. Yeah. I know I know you always paper chasing and, and getting you to come out on a, on a day like this is a big deal. Kayla, how do you feel about the uh, the snow? Because you're a Cali girl. Uh, how no. You, the snow that's out here. We're, no. You don't, you don't love it? No. You don't want to go out there and build a snowman? No. Make snow angels or Get anything? Get a sled. Get a piece right of big piece of cardboard. <laughs> What'd you say? I don't know. So this snow is irritating me. First of all, the snow hasn't even melted from the last two weeks ago when it came. And now all of a sudden it wants to snow again when I was just getting myself prepared for some a little bit of warmth and comfort. Well, let me tell I you I just something. looked at the weather. It said it's going to be one degree. Yeah. One yeah, degree. So you're a Cali girl. It's not you, even you, don't, you won't see no warm weather probably until May. Yeah. So, Middle end of May. Yeah. So... Keep that. Uh, keep the North Face on, cause you yeah, for real. And it's you know the worst part about uh, the worst part about it. This probably been the best winter we'd have had, the Dude. mildest, nicest winter we'd have had in, in ages. In a while. That's yeah. because that's because God knew that I wasn't ready. <laughs> he knew I was here. When we shipped a little sun, uh, sunshine this way. Mm-hmm. He will. Uh, that all dissipate after a while. Your ass gonna be freezing this time next month. <laughs> you gonna be skyping in from here, from here to June. <laughs> so as soon as the weather half-ass break, it's gonna start raining like a motherfucker. Then we finally get a little sunshine about May or June. 
Yeah. All right, guys, look for that cave crush coming up. We got some beautiful women we get to talk to. I want to say once again, shout out to Dog and Veli for coming up with that because it gives us a lot of excuses to talk to beautiful women that might be out of our league. I know say, I know they're out of my league. Uh, what about you, Joe? Is, is there any woman that's out your league? No. No, no, no. I didn't think so. Yeah, he, he can't stoop low enough and he can't jump too high. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Cave Crush segment is coming up. You guys are going to love it. Shout out to D Strawberry and all the other women we're going to be talking to. And we'll catch y'all ass next time on Inside the Cave.